0: Hi! Hi! Welcome to another Film Critters uh, processes. Processes. A double, a double, a double feature. Two, two movies for the price of
1: however of. long this episode is. <laughs> two movies for the price of two movies. Two,
0: uh. two movies for the streaming movies in the time of <laughs> coronavirus means that we pay a lot of money for them.
1: We do to to support our local theaters, which you should too. I'm Baru. I'm Jay Hat. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, that's kind of what we've been doing. We've been we've been chipping money in for um our local Seattle, uh, small business theaters. Uh, to be clear, we're not you know streaming shit on AMC's website or anything like that. Yeah, we're not like
0: um, wow. I'm gonna give AMC twenty dollars so I can watch Scoob on my laptop. <laughs>
1: Kids, you want to watch Scoob on Prime? God, we all just speak a bullshit language now. Uh, anyway, yeah, we we saw two, um, we saw two interesting films uh, that we're gonna chop it up about. Uh, the first one, uh, I think, I think the first one we should talk about is a movie called Never, Rarely, Sometimes, Always.
0: Yeah, no, I, I think so as well. Uh, so, Never, Rarely, so, Never. Never, rarely. I literally have to remember like what the title drop is to like remember the order that the title is. Right. I was yeah. Trying to tell like people, what it's
1: referencing. But I was
0: trying to tell people about it, I was like, it's called like sometimes, always, occasionally, <laughs>
1: uh, never, rarely uh, ending story. Uh, it's strongly agree, strongly disagree. <laughs> I it's something like that. Uh, but no, that's the sequel,
0: Jay. <laughs> That's that's the sequel where she becomes uh, a pro life activist.
1: Uh, <laughs> oh my god!
0: But yeah, no. Uh, the movie is is never rarely sometimes always, which comes from a questionnaire that the main character has to undertake when she is seeking uh, affordable reproductive health care because uh, her shitty boyfriend knocked her up, and she lives in a she lives in a state that does not have uh, very very good, lab- uh, very good uh, reproductive care laws for women, so she can't get an abortion without her parents finding out. Woo! So she has to go to New
1: York, baby, the Big Apple. Hey, the Big Apple, the Big City, the City Lights. Um, yeah, it's a, it's, it's really fucking good. Uh, I cried. I cried a lot. Um, it's a really hard movie to watch, obviously, ba- uh, based on the subject matter. Um. And yeah, just like all of their all of their shit of just being like teenagers struggling in the city and just being like scared as fuck and like not having anywhere to sleep. Uh which really like man, what a what a universal experience of, of just like bussing your dumb ass into the city and like not being able to get fucking home. It's
0: I I really like yeah, no, it, it's very realistic to like not just even in the like Oh, this is what it's like trying to get an abortion in America. It's just no, but like this is what it's like when you are a teenager and you have to go somewhere like outside of your hometown and you yeah. are incapable <laughs> of thinking like more than two steps ahead. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's the it's the whole frontal cortex thing. Like the fact that they were even able to like find a clinic and research like laws well enough to be like, "Okay, if we go here, we can do it, like that alone is like that's that's that that makes you a precocious teenager <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, that's that's like a very um th- that's a very like that's a lot of ingenuity, that's a lot of and I mean the thing to be clear like the narrative of the movie like happening in the way that it does, it kind of relies on her. Um, was it was it her like sister or like cousin?
0: I think they said cousin. At, fr- at first, I thought it was like just her coworker, like work friend, but they either claim to be cousins when they're in New York to explain her presence, or I think they might like actually be cousins. But we do see that yeah, they are. They kind of primarily know each other like through it just being a small town community, and like they work together.
1: Was she also in the scene, in, like, the dinner scene toward the beginning of the movie, or is that just me being face-blind?
0: Um, I'm trying to remember. She might have been? It it It, it is definitely hard, because, like, if she was there, like, I wouldn't have, been, like, realized it yet, because I didn't realize that she was going to be, like, a main character at that point.
1: Yeah, exactly. Like, it,
0: it definitely came off like she was just, like, a coworker whose experiences were supposed to kind of be there to, like, contrast and mirror experiences that the main character was having. Because I, right. I didn't even pick up that they were uh, possibly cousins until, like, she says it, like, kind of, like, near the, like, midpoint of the film. Like, when she's like, oh, this is my cousin, we're going to New York.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't really pick that up. Um, but I mean, that like, gets believable because I mean, like that's a thing. You get the same job as like your uh, like family members um, when you know when the economy is what it is, uh, and and that's like the only way to get in uh, at a lot of places.
0: Um,
1: uh, I, um, I just looked it up. That is in fact her cousin. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. 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 Um. But yeah. It. It. it just paints a, it just paints a really nice portrait of um solidarity but like for real uh where like the the these um you know these cousins like have to kind of care about each other uh and it is also a two-way street because there's all these like really really good uh scenes of the girl who's getting an abortion being like really stressed out and like pushing her away and being like actually I don't need your help actually uh you know Actually, I'm, I'm mad at you because I'm, like, stressed out and externalizing my stress. Uh, yeah, no, that's that's know. a
0: good way to put it. The, the the very classic sort of teenager, like, I feel out of control of this, so I'm going to lash out at, like, the person nearest to me. Um, yeah. And I, I also like that the structure of the film, it didn't fall into, like, the sort of a little bit too by the book narrative structure on that, where it's like, and here's the part where they have like a falling out and then she has to go find her and she's like, you were right. And then like, they overcome the the teen pregnancy together. It's, it's more just like, they kind of like somewhat quickly realize like, okay, like we're both kind of stuck in this situation now.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's not, it's not exactly like a tearful apology. It's just like, you know, just looking at each other and realizing like what the what the situation is and like why you know wh- why why they would be like stressed out and just completely out of resources really really good performances i i thought that them being really like both of the main characters being this really sort of understated uh like kind of the the kind of like mumblecore aspect of the like delivery of, of a lot of the yeah. lines and scenes like really helped
0: yeah, I, I, I think I, I described it pretty early on when I was talking to you about it. I was like, it, it reminds me a lot of, like, the Wendy and Lucy era of independent film, which is, like, not a dig against the film. It's just like, oh, this is, like... I forgot that, like, there was a time where, like, most indie films kind of, like, looked and sounded and, like, had this vibe.
1: Right. Uh, and I liked yeah.
0: it. I liked it. It reminded me a lot of those in, like, in a positive way.
1: Yeah, absolutely, because... Well, I, th- I think in a lot of those movies, it, it's kind of... Uh, the issue is a little bit danced around that, like, the mumblecore thing is just, like... Uh, this, like, symptomatic, like... It, m- mumblecore movies tend to center around, like, kind of depressive um, characters. And a lot of the, like, framing around it is, uh, like, a little bit kind of weird about its gaze on its characters sometimes. But this movie's like, a really kind of different story where it's just, like... I don't know sometimes people fucking talk like that because you know they're fucking stressed or like depressed understandably or like you know it's whatever
0: yeah i know it's it's the the mobile core thing usually kind of uses the the understatement as a way to be like oh but you know like this is just like an iceberg and underneath they're like a whole ice cube of emotion (laughs) but in this one it's like these are just extremely like not repressed not repressed like restrained girls where it's like they're they're just living a life that is like not particularly great and so they have to like compartmentalize their like emotions a lot yeah and we even see that early on with the the cousin character because like we see at work she's like pretty consistently sexually harassed and she has to just like Basically, dissociate and just like deal with it because like that's what you have to do when you work uh, a shitty service job and you get sexually harassed.
1: Yeah, and the movie does a really good job of just like portraying all that stuff early on of like all of all of the things, all of the like external stimuli that force someone to kind of shut down and like back off uh, and just kind of be that like sort of you know emotionally distant. Uh, Like it's kind it's, it's just like ever present, uh, in their lives. Um, and, and the, you know, and they're, they're the way they carry themselves and the way they kind of like emotionally distance themselves from the things that are happening around them is like by necessity. Absolutely. Uh, and you know, it just kind of is what it is. Um, so yeah, really just like really stellar, like acting and really stellar, like portrayal of, uh. How like dissociating through the, that shit feels, and how it makes you feel.
0: Yeah, no, I I was very glad that the film didn't go into a pitfall that I was kind of worried it would. Where like it would be maybe a little too like, like for like the way to put it, like a pussy hat approach to to like a film about a right. teen girl getting an abortion, where the film like makes it makes its sort of unstated political points. Without, like, having scenes where a character, like, turns to the camera and is like, this is why we need, like, Planned Parenthoods in rural areas. It's just like, no, it's just like, this is, the film takes place in now, uses the situations that we are in, and then creates two characters, gives us two characters who are very identifiable as, like, people you probably went to high school with or know, and then shows, like what those circumstances produce in those characters like what what that kind of leads to them being like what situations that leads them to being into what choices that leads them to having to make
1: yeah i mean in broad, in broadest possible terms like this is you know what art is uh it, it, it's kind of like exposing these real circumstances of like this technically real thing that like happens like not you know not happened or has happened, but like is happening all the time, um, where you know like access to this type of care is just so gatekept and, uh, but but it's you know it's told in an interesting way and with like compelling uh, characters who kind of go through this really familiar shit. Um, so yeah, it was just like all, all around, just like really effective on that front and on on just being like a really. Uh, Really, really, the more straight faced the movie was, the more I was just like into it and and the more I was just uh, grateful for it as like a portrayal um, and as like an echoing of all that shit. Uh,
0: Another detail I really liked in it um, is we talked about this like in the the, uh, portrait of a woman on fire, how it's like it's a film without the presence of men sort of in it and in that way the film yeah. kind of celebrates that in like a positive way and even has like a, a an abortion subplot uh and i noticed in this one that there's also like a a vast like dearth of men like every everyone she talks mm. to about this this like crisis that she's in is a woman right uh yeah like there's there's the guy that they meet on the bus there's the shitty manager there's the right. the guy in like the counting office and the customer the cash room guy yeah, yeah who like harasses her and there's her father and then i th- i think we see her boyfriend like at the start of the film like either we see her arguing i don't remember if you actually see him though
1: um yeah i don't i don't remember
0: uh but it, it's still something where it's like but every step of the way of her you know in being in the situation and getting from like realizing it to like getting there like when she goes to the the shitty local clinic and they're like oh we can't do this uh and we have to show you like literature on adoptions and abortion and anti-abortion videos yeah. that's We have to
1: show you a video of a man talking about how evil you are. Yeah,
0: like that's that's you know it's a woman there when she gets to the Planned Parenthood clinics it's all women who are helping her it's it's I really like it how it the film sort of portrays this sort of like network of women that kind of are like this under undercurrent that like can make these connections that allow these things to happen and it makes you realize that like without these people like these women would not be able to be in this or like would not be able to like take the the necessary steps they need to take in these situations
1: yeah which ties into
0: we you talked about before of like solidarity where it's like it's it is because of the presence of women in her life that she's able to go from the start of the film to the end of the film because without without those women like she would she would just be screwed she would be stuck she wouldn't be able to take care of her abortion she wouldn't she would probably have to tell her family she would be trapped in yeah. this like what is revealed to be an abusive relationship
1: i mean yeah there are so many just like aspects of kind of like male control over their lives where like, it's just so implicit that like bucking it or saying no to it would just make everything absolutely worse. So yeah, like there's absolutely no chance that like the news of her a being pregnant and C like B wanting an abortion. Like that is signing yourself up for like the worst imaginable treatment. Um, you know, just getting dragged through the absolute fucking mud. Uh, but then, you know, you kind of, uh, the, the movie spends so much kind of threatening you with the background radiation of that. Uh, and then it kind of unfolds into, like, care workers who are, you know, taking her at her word and and taking her seriously and, like, asking her questions. And that was really the most, like, powerful um kind of shit in the movie because, like, you 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 just have her in a room with her, like, with all of her defense mechanisms at, like, 100 because that's how she lives all the time. Uh And this, like, care worker who, you know, doesn't, like, necessarily care about her personally but cares about, like, the well-being of people in general and is, like, wants to help and has, like, full intent to help. Like, that's um just, like, a room of two people where that's the dichotomy is, like, really, really it just made the whole point of the movie like really really stark and i think that was a. I think it was a really i think it really worked as like the midpoint or like the sort of tent pole of what the movie's doing
0: and it's it's also where like that that's the scene that the title comes from and i really love it cuz it's like the whole scene is focused just on um i looked it up her name's autumn just on autumn's face uh, great performance uh-huh. there but then like the complimenting performance that I love to is the social worker, because you basically don't see the social worker in that entire exchange. Like you see her kind of like in parts of the scene, but her voice yeah. like so conveys so much of just like both like, like you said, like caring for her, but not so much as an individual, but caring for her as like a caretaker, but also like saying these things that it's clear that she's had to say like hundreds of times before.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like, just the
0: way in which she delivers her lines where it's, like, she's fully aware that, like, it is entirely possible that, like, I will never see this girl again, that I will not be the one to give her these help, and I'm basically just having to say these things because it's, like, this might be the first time she's ever heard that, like, there are people who can help you, and, like, just the right. the level of, like, care combined with, like, the level of defeat of just, like, knowing that, like, you are going to have this conversation Probably multiple times a day as part of your job.
1: Yeah, you're going to have to wake up, and every single day you're going to have to hold someone's hand as an anesthesiologist puts them under for, like, what could be one of the most traumatic moments of their entire life. You know, um, it, it's unfucking fathomable, uh, and it and it, you know, the movie kind of points out that like it, it stands to reason that this type of care is so scarce and um, and and so few and far between. Uh, but it also shouldn't be. Uh, it should be, you know, the movie's very clearly like showing what more accessibility to something like this could do in in the lives of anybody um, who is freaked the fuck out <laughs> in much the same way that the main character is.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. Because like that scene is like, it's not just that it's like, oh, this this kind of care can be useful because it can help a girl get an abortion it's useful because it can like be an access point for a girl to talk about the fact that she's in an abusive relationship or that like she's been sexually active since she was like too young to be making those kinds of decisions and obviously she can't tell her parents or like her community about this so like these access points become places where like they can like have at least the chance to get the help. And I like that the film doesn't, like, show it as, like, she definitely takes that chance. It, it just presents it as, like, this is the only time that she is even given the chance to get help for something like this.
1: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That's
0: just like what I said, where it's like, I like that the film makes these points without, like, having a character turn and look at the camera and, like, make these points to you. Oh. Uh, probably because it's by a director who is actually invested in like the lives of like poor teenage girls (laughs) and not just using
1: them to 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 get an oscar award (laughs) (laughs) yeah there there's such a there there's a really stark difference and especially when it comes like indie indie film um because we talk about you know we talk about it in uh sorry to bother you and we talk about it a little bit in um the other one that we talked about, uh, Give Me Liberty, um, where, yeah, like, uh, you, you can, you can kind of tell, you know, when it, when a movie's like interested in portraying people, um, and, and interested in offering, uh, you know, interested in offering a call to action for, you know, like making people's lives better as opposed to, uh, a distraction, I guess.
0: Uh. As an aside, related to that, I'm I, I was looking up the director uh, Eliza Hittman. Uh, she's done she's done like two other two other films that look like they could be interesting. Uh, but mm-hmm. I'm assuming where part of this interest comes from is it mentions that uh, she grew up growing up, her mom was a social worker, and so she has consequently always been interested in like the psychology of like why people. As she puts it, why people do fucked up things. Uh,
1: interesting, yeah.
0: But I assume that it's also, like, you know, like, why do people make choices? Like, what, what circumstances, like, lead to those choices? Because she w- lived with a woman who worked with people at, like, outpatient mental health clinics. And so, like, that inevitably comes home with her. That inevitably means, like, she's exposed to the fact that, like, people at their worst, <laughs> like, deserve empathy.
1: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um yeah, I'm. I'm kind of looking through her uh, filmography right now. I really want to watch b Traps. Yeah, know. that's the one I was
0: looking at. Where I was like, "Ooh, that sounds like extremely up my alley."
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, hell yeah! Uh, yeah, I, 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 don't know. Did you have anything else that you wanted to kind of um, point out about Never Rarely Sometimes Always?
0: Uh, what did you What did you think of the um, the arc with um?
1: Oh, with the with the yeah, boy Jasper. I thought that that was a I thought that that was really good just because it was like kind of uh, like it, it's definitely like a realistic um kind of it, depiction of like slightly annoying boy who just kind of wants to get your attention and uh but like you're but like you know it's not the worst thing in the world to be like flirted with by a boy on the bus but like the the interplay of like all of them all of their like figuring out like not really what they can get from him because that obviously makes it sound a little eh, but what what you know if, if 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 there's anything to be like had or whatever uh, just because of their like the desperation of their situation like I, I thought it was uh upsetting to be sure um and and like. God, the, the scene, the scene, the, like, makeout scene was, like, really rough.
0: Yeah, no, that's, that's, that's kind of what I was thinking in terms of, like, I, I think the thing about it, too, that, like, makes it really upsetting is that it's, like, you could have met guys like Jasper, and, like, the thing that makes guys like, like, him really creepy is that they don't, it's not that they don't realize that what they're doing is exploitative, it's just that like to them it never occurs that like hey would this person be making like this decision if you weren't essentially giving them money <laughs> yeah yeah absolutely <laughs> like just just is so is it's just so much like this is how you like meet girls cuz like this is like what works for me that he like never stops and thinks that like okay but like do they actually want to do this? Or is this something where, like, you you are giving them something so that you can get this?
1: Yeah, and that's the thing. Like, ugh, boys like that just tend to be, like, so single-minded and so just, like, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. Uh, I, I am, you know, it, it's, it, like, it, it's completely, you know, self-perpetuating bullshit. Because, like, yeah, no one has to... They're, v- they're
0: trapped in viewing sex as, as inherently a transactional occurrence.
1: yeah. Yeah, and and it's and it's disgusting. Men only want one thing and it's disgusting. Uh yeah, it, it it's it's really like the way that he doesn't even yeah, it doesn't like you said it doesn't just doesn't even occur to him like the circumstances of like you know, how A, like how old these girls are, why they're, you know, bussing to New York, uh whether they're telling the truth, whether to Fucking continue badgering them when they're obviously stressed out. Like all all of this shit, uh, he just doesn't really. All of this shit, he just doesn't really have to think about while we're watching our main characters. Like, oh, wh- while we're watching the brains of our main characters like overclock. Yeah, essentially.
0: Well, like,
1: uh, like that's that's another really great contrast.
0: Watching him like get food, not really question why they're not getting food, and like we know that they like just slept in an arcade <laughs> bathroom. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, why don't you just get, get something to eat? You're wearing the same clothes as yesterday. That's weird. Yes. <laughs> You're wearing the same clothes as two days ago. That's also That's weird. weird.
0: It's weird. It smells like you've just been using moist toilets to wipe your armpits
1: down. Uh. <laughs> Oh, why does your hair look like that? Oh, you haven't showered in two days? That's so weird. Oh uh, yeah, sometimes I do that too. Oh uh, ah. yeah,
0: dude, it's so gnarly. Sometimes when you're just like partying. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh god. Yeah, I hated him.
0: Uh, I re- I really liked how, as much as, you know, there's the solidarity there. There's still the way in which, Autumn, uh, like doesn't really talk about it like there's not any real point where like she and um she and skylar are like we are going to new york so you can get an abortion like i don't think she ever actually says abortion to skylar
1: yeah no they don't like say the words
0: and i really like that because that also ties into like these sort of things of like the context of which they're living and it's like even while they are going through all of this and even while they are fully aware of like what they are doing it's so stigmatized that like they can't even really like talk about it right like the there's like that last scene where they're getting they're getting food together and they're like both in a more positive mood and she just like doesn't even really want to talk about like how the procedure went like if it was okay like what happened Just like yeah, that was they've been through all this, and she's like she still can't even like talk about it because like it's it's such a like stigmatized thing for them that they're like "Eh," you know.
1: That was another unbelievable scene. Yeah, that 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 really like because like you know we obviously we all just saw like everything that she just went through and just be like oh you know whatever no it's like fine it was like chill. Yeah, no, they took me, they, they, like, took me under, and they, like, you know, they, like, took the baby out of me, uh, and, you know, it's, like, fine. It's, like, whatever.
0: It's fine. It's fine. I'm fine. It's cool. It's fine.
1: I, yeah. Thanks! No, like, it's chill. <laughs> thanks, though! <laughs> thanks! All right, thanks for the abortion. Thank oh you, bye! My God! I, like, so owe you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God, you're, like, a lifesaver. Oh, my God, thanks so much. We should go to Forever 21 after this. I don't
0: I'll, I'll be real with you, there's probably not a Forever Twenty One where they live.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, no. <laughs> there is a uh... There's a there's an air coastal. Yeah. Stall. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> uh that's that's like a thing by the way, as someone who has mostly lived in coastal areas. Um when I was living in the East Coast for a little bit, we had a friend visit us from the Midwest and when we went to the this giant the giant mall in Providence They saw a Nordstrom, and they're like, whoa, a Nordstrom. I've never seen one. And that was just, like, mind-blowing to me.
1: (laughs) That's fucking insane. Like, not like
0: you've never been to Nordstrom, because, like, I don't, like, I didn't shop at Nordstrom growing up, but just, like, the idea that, like, you would go to the mall and, like, not only that you would notice in Nordstrom, but that it would be, like, a novelty to you was, like, but malls always have Nordstroms.
1: The idea of like living a life where you are not like federally mandated to like witness a JCPenney <laughs> like every two days like that's the life that I want to live. God, that's 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 pretty wild yeah. though. I like I grew I just I just grew up like hanging out around r- like retail shit.
0: Yeah, no, same. I I I was I was a mall kid. That was like all there really was to do in my hometown. Uh, yeah, same. When, when you weren't like eighteen years old yet, or twenty one. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, I, I guess they made a website for it called "Her Journey, Her Choice," which is essentially uh, gives you resources for information on what to do if you are in a similar situation to the
1: movie. Uh, her journey, her choice. Yeah. Cool. Fuck yeah! Yeah, more, more, more resources like that. Shit.
0: It's a, it's a good movie. It's it's really nice. Uh I like it when yeah. girls support each other. I hate it when girls die. To quote the young thug tweet.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah, absolutely. Please message to all bitches please survive. <laughs> um and yeah, and and thrive and continue to you know, and, and keep that solidarity up. Uh, especially now, cause shit's fucking crazy. Uh, but uh, I guess I would rather have spent my streaming bucks on—I don't know, maybe donating, donating to Planned Parenthood. I guess, but you know, why not both? Yeah, no, I—I uh, I
0: would. I guess I'd have spent my streaming money on. Uh, I okay. I I'll start with. I'm glad I didn't spend it on like some really bad like Etsy pop feminist like art. Yeah. Um, and instead spent it on a movie. <laughs> like by by a a woman director that explores this kind of stuff in an interesting way. Um, maybe like if I like found a really good cheap like like. Blu-ray copy of a uh, portrait of a girl on fire. Yeah. Like that, that would have been something I'd have rather spent my money on.
1: Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's fair. Probably getting that Blu-ray at some point. Uh, we'll see. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I guess I, I'm, I'm glad I didn't, um, impulse order any live, laugh, love plaques for my, uh, for my wall. God knows I already have too many.
0: Uh, As as a quick aside, I would like to just read the sentence from a profile I'm reading about the the main actress, Sydney Flanagan. Uh, Uh Flanagan met Hitman at the age of 14, Hitman being the director of the film, uh, when Flanagan's then-boyfriend was crashing at a, quote, juggalo house, a communal residence for fans of the horror rap group Insane Clown Posse.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Hell fucking yeah. Uh, yeah, film critters is officially down with the clown. Yeah. Um, that's that's really great. Uh, I like that. I like that a lot. Thank you. Yeah. No.
0: I I I just like it's like oh there's like because I was like it up because she had a, a page on Wikipedia and there wasn't much but then I like clicked on like a thing about her interview that was like the first paragraph I saw and I was like okay okay. <laughs> so yeah, let's let's move on to talking about uh, Clementine, a another uh, female directed film by Laura Gal- Gallagher Gal- Gallagher. <laughs>
1: Fuck yeah. Um, yeah. Clementine. Uh, Jay, do you have any uh, preliminary thoughts on Clementine?
0: Um, So I have like a very complicated feeling on it because there's things on it I really, really liked. But it took me three ti- tries to get through the whole movie. <laughs> and part of that like, might have been my fault. Like it might have been that I was just, I kept trying to watch it like too late at night. And so then I would get like, 45 minutes in and I'd be like I'm too tired and then like I'd start the next day and I'd be like fuck I can't quite remember it happened so I'd go to like 20 minutes in and then I'd get another 45 minutes in and I'd be like oh alright yeah um I I think that felt just like a very sleepy almost like it, it had it just had like a pacing that kind of made it like very very difficult to sort of grab me because there'd be these moments that I really like and then like There'd be long scenes where dialogue that was important would be, would happen, but I would miss it because of the way it was all framed and like, disc and like shot. And then it would come up and I'd be like, wait, what are they talking about?
1: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. I, I kind of had like a, uh, not really a similar experience. I was able to like, you know, I, I watched it, but like, I, I definitely had a similar reaction, um, just cause it's so slow. It's like very, very slow. And the trickle of information is a little bit confusing is kind confusing's confusing. kind of a misnomer. Cause it's like, it, it's easy to catch things on like a second watch through, but it, it just like kind of drip feeds it in a way that is, uh, kind of doesn't really keep your attention. Yeah. Uh, and isn't very varied uh it's like it's kind of like a two-track plot uh and, and so much time is spent in the beginning like the very very beginning of the movie setting up the first track which is that like this girl is getting over i guess a really bad breakup um and is like breaking into her ex's lake house which like i think that's more fun if you make it clear that like She's breaking into her ex's lake house and like smoking a J on the porch because like that's cool, that's fun. The first time I watched it, I, w- I was like, "What is going? On? Like, why is she like? Why is she doing this? Whose house is this? What the fuck?" It, um,
0: it, it'll do stuff like that, and then it'll like have exposition explaining it like later. But by that yeah. point, you've already kind of like n- stopped caring about that. <laughs>
1: Yeah, you've been forced to like metabolize this image that's just kind of boring. Um and like the later context is the only thing that really makes it interesting. Uh
0: yeah, it's it's just a it's just a weird pacing. And then it's got like like it'll have these like sh- these like strings of like thriller moments and then they it'll just drop right. back into this sort of like lesbian call me by your name like drama.
1: Yeah, yeah. Which, that that just seems so that just seems so weird to me. It it just like, the tone and like the shifting of the sort of like genre and like all of this shit, like. Um, it, in theory, it was fine, but I I think that like the order of events was just, like it it should have been, not more nonlinear, but I don't know more varied, more dynamic, more active, um. And, you know, more more able to, like, keep keep someone's attention and to uh, kind of keep a level of tonal consistency, I guess. Um,
0: yeah, because I, I think the, like, stop-start, like, stuttering, halting, like, framework could have been good if it was, like, really paired with the sort of themes that they're going at, with this sort of, like, you know, she's becoming, like... In intertwined with this girl but she can't quite figure out like what level of an appropriate relationship is, is acceptable here and yeah. so like matching this the pacing of the film with that, matching the pacing of the film with like her stopping and centering like relationship to her ex would have been interesting but it's like the pacing of the film doesn't really match the pacing of like the emotional like pulls and pushes that are happening
1: yeah and there, there's all of this sort of. There's this whole narrative of like she, like this is kind of her um, lashing out, I suppose, and and you know the main character is like not necessarily in that good of a, uh, not necessarily in that good of a place, uh, which helps to kind of contextualize her actions in the movie that like kind of make it turn toward a more like a, a thriller plot, but the movie doesn't really do that much of a great job of, of uh, like humanizing her decisions or making them make really that much sense because it's like w- on the page it's literally like you broke into your ex's lake house you stole her gun and you used her gun to steal like someone else's camera I, yeah I was, uh, I was about
0: to bring that scene up because like that scene I literally like that was like on the third watch of it I backed the movie up to be like what how did we get here <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, which, I, yeah, it it was just, it's just such a, it's just such an, ex, uh, such an escalation, and it's, like, kind of largely unbelievable, just, like, because the tension between, I guess, I don't know, most of, most of the screen time of the movie is the tension between, like, her and the girl that she's crushing on, uh, and, like, the, and, like, the guy that's just around, um, And it doesn't really make it clear. Like, for uh, for one thing, the film repeats itself because the girl, like, says, you know, here's what they did to me. And then she goes and she gets revenge over what they did to the girl. And then she watches the video to, like, watch what actually happened to the girl. And and it's just, like, this hyper-focusing on something that kind of, like, it certainly does have a lot to do with the plot. And it, it does have a lot to do with, like the character of the girl. Uh, But there's just, like, at at that point, there's just so many moving pieces that it's just hard to believe.
0: Yeah, and it's, like, it's it's this weird thing because it pairs... It pairs the teen girl lying about her age with her lying about being essentially assaulted.
1: Uh Which is
0: very weird pieces to 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 pair together
1: <laughs> she wasn't really like lying i th- the way or the way i saw it i guess um
0: well so because like the story because like this is part of the reason why i backed up uh was like the the story she tells her is like not what happens in the uh actual video the actual video is not great but like the story she tells is like completely different because it it it's something that casts it as a lot more sinister and coercive than the actual dynamic was.
1: Yeah, I mean i i I still saw the I still saw the dynamic as being kind of sinister and coercive, but I also like saw. I don't know. It, it, it's it's also just like it's at that point that it definitely just becomes like a really weird. Uh complicated situation that this person has like voluntarily wrapped herself up into as a way to like distract herself from her breakup or whatever and distract herself from herself. Um, That, you know, I, I maybe thought, I maybe thought the movie was like trying to lean onto that. I don't know. I, I don't even, I don't even know what to say because there's just like a lot, there's just like a lot of complicated, like contrasting um competing elements that are going on. Uh, when the movie kind of started to focus on Bo is definitely like, it, it was like kind of picking up steam. And then the more it focused on him, it kind of lost steam and like made less sense. Uh, and I, I do think that there was like an aspect of like this girl is like the, the, um, the younger girl is definitely kind of, uh. I might, have, I might have just had, like, Never Rarely, Sometimes Always, too much in my head, just because, like, the girl's just kind of compliant to, like, uh, attention from boys or whatever. Yeah. um in, in a way that didn't... In a way that, to me, didn't seem like she knew what she was doing. But I don't know. That might just be my read on it.
0: It's very... It's very... Compli- it's, like, weird. Like, that's, like, that's kind of, like, a big, a big part of it. And I think something... Personally, I think, like, a, a thing that the film kind of arguably, I would say, drops the ball on is making it too clear that uh, Lana is lying about her age. Because, mm-hmm. like, I really like the scene at the, like, near the end when she's taking the camera to her house. And, like, first off, she, and, like, she first finds off that, like, the story she was kind of told about where she lived was, like, obscured to hide the fact that she lived in suburbs, not in, like, a cabin.
1: Um,
0: and then, like, as she's going and, like, looking for her, she sees her in her backyard, and it's, like, immediately clear from that interaction that, like, she is a child. Because you see her with, like, her kid sister, and it's, like, very clearly, like, oh, this is, like, who you are, and you've been, like, putting on these airs of being older around me.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely.
0: Um... And, but then it's like, it's like you said, where it's like it over-explains itself, where it's like, and then she watches the video, and she says in the video, I am 16. And it's like why, like, why do you need to tell us how old the character is? Like, she just saw something that confirmed that she was being lied to. We don't need yeah. her to, like... It, it literally doesn't matter what's on the videotape at that point.
1: Yeah, for real. And I would have
0: liked it better if it yeah. wasn't, because then there's still, you know, an air of, like uncertainty, but it's something where it's like that introduces to the main character enough of like, what am I doing being involved with someone whom, like, I can't be certain, like, what is real about them?
1: Right, yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. And, and it makes sense kind of in the, in the larger context of the movie. Portraying it as this, like, definite, like, this, this definite, like, you just got broken up with kind of thing. Uh of just like hyper focusing on this like younger girl um but you know, like put it putting up putting up like like watching her put up the blinders to like some weird things and like hyper focus on other weird things um so yeah and and yeah i I think like that kind of i think the bones of that like there's a really good movie in there somewhere, um. But, it yeah. But but this one just kind of does it like really portrays it like really slowly. Like I think there's I think there's really interesting you yeah know, no, things I, that could be done about I th- this.
0: I think we're the bones of a film that like if you stripped off a bunch of the shit that like doesn't work in this and then kind of like built around that is that like and again this is something that like I. Th- I kind of picked up through just, like, rewatching it because I kept backing up and stuff, and then, like, I was reading a little on the film. I think what the film is going for partially is, like... I looked her up. The main character's name is Karen. Is sort of in this, like... In between immature and mature as, like, an adult. Because, like, we meet our partner gratefully at the end, and it's obvious that our partner is, like, older than her. But also we see throughout the yeah. film, like definitely more accomplished definitely more mature like definitely has her shit together in a way that she doesn't so she feels immature in contrast to her but with lana she gets to feel like kind of mature and like you know like with lana she's like oh you're not old you're like you know you're still young but with d d or like with d her partner she's like no like you're old like it's time for you to start acting like you're old uh, and so it's, like, I think there's an interesting narrative there of, like, she's stuck in this sort of in-between where she, she doesn't feel mature enough to be mature in the way her ex is. But she's also kind of starting to realize that she's not immature enough that, like, she's not, like, a young girl anymore.
1: Right. Yeah. And I, I think there's, like, there's definitely space for, like, a really interesting narrative around, like, that specific moment of maturity, right? Of where you're, you know, you're just kind of... um Kind of kind of, when to recognize uh, whether something is, like, kind of just, like, self-serving and, like, not actually good for, uh, like, everybody or anybody involved. Like, that's, you know, uh, that's, like, for some people, I guess, can kind of be a tough thing or whatever. Um, but also, like, a little bit less sympathy for the character just because, the, like, the girl is, like, very obviously also, like, 16. <laughs> yeah, no, it's... Uh,
0: it's interesting because, like, I think Sydney's okay. Uh, finish your point, and then I want to get to specifically the, the Lana's actress.
1: Honestly, that's kind of that. That's kind of the brunt of my point is that, like, that that's like almost the weakest aspect of this movie is just like, okay, but she's sixteen though. Yeah, like she's
0: clearly like sixteen. Like she doesn't come off like she doesn't come off like an androgynously aged young woman. She comes right, off yeah. like a teenager who's very good at pretending to be an androgynously aged older woman, but is very clearly a child. Yeah. and that's uh that's actually what I wanted to get into. Um, so the actress who plays her, Lana Sydney Sweeney, uh, as I was watching this, is like I recognize her from something. She is in Sharp Objects.
1: Uh, oh, cool. which is very
0: very good. The adaptation for it, she. Which is very very good and actually like has very similar themes with regards to like young characters who like flip between pretending to be really young and pretending to be really old but very intentionally sort of like obfusc- obfuscate their their age like dynamic.
1: Yeah. Um.
0: Uh, she doesn't actually really play that character. She she plays like a very minor character, but she's really good in that as well. Uh, but it made me realize. She's like does a good job of playing that in this film but was definitely either miscast or misdirected because she's playing the character as a 16-year-old who is lying about her age
1: <laughs>
0: which makes which right. makes the main character being uncertain of her age like like we were just saying feel really unrealistic because like when it got to that point where she was like Oh, you are younger than that. I was like, "Did you not know that?" And I had to look it up. And I guess there's a scene where she tells her that she's 19 that I just completely missed.
1: Um. Yeah. Yeah. She does say that she's 19, which I think we. we I mean, like, this isn't to, to for me to be like pointing fingers at the main character. I just think that like, if I were in that situation, uh, like, you know, I for for the ending of the movie to feel. And I, I don't know if you felt this way as well, but I got the impression that there was like this sense of like oh, we can't we can't love each other, but what if we could have, you know, what what could have been. Sigh. Oh, what a beautiful it wasn't it real? Uh when like after that point of just like uh, like a certain level of getting lied to, like I wouldn't really be crying. I would just be like no, it wasn't real, like or like, you know, I felt things but i'm also just like gonna fucking like disengage like you know it, it, like it wouldn't be like a tearful like yeah
0: no no i ex- ex- exactly
1: <laughs> oh you could have lied to me for a longer term than that oh my gosh yeah. if only no yeah
0: it's it, it's a weird it's a weird thing where it's like romanticizing what essentially being lied to cuz she's like oh yeah. wasn't it real didn't it feel real like the response to that is like you were pretending to be not just, like, older than you are, but subsequently, like, a different person. <laughs> like, you yeah, lied to me yeah. about, like, so many things, and that is, like, what I was... Like, that is the person... Like, you're not the person that you constructed. So, no, it wasn't real. <laughs> because you yeah. literally constructed a, a, an alternative identity for me to fall in love with.
1: <laughs> uh that's love though isn't
0: that love and it's just because like they there's like a moment where she's at the bar and she sees a woman doing karaoke who looks like it could be her and she's staring at her and it's obvious that she it's supposed to be a moment of her being like wait is she here is she actually older than I think she is is she older than she told me and then it turns around and it's an older woman uh yeah but again it's like I didn't it took me a second to realize that that's what was going on in that scene because I'm like, no, she's definitely not 21.
1: <laughs> like it's, 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 yeah. it's very bad. No, we yeah, know it's very
0: badly directed in that. Like, and it's part of the reason why I was like, I think it would have been more interesting if they didn't actually ever give the character an official age because you can't have this character who is androgynously, you know, is either a young woman who puts on an immature teen affect or is an immature teen who puts on a a younger woman affect. Yeah. And then have it be like, Oh, but it is this because then it's like, okay, but yeah, it's really obvious that that's what it was. Like the character comes off like a teenager's idea of what a young woman is.
1: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like, that's just kind of that's just kind of the weak, you know, the the weak spot of of the narrative. Like, I'm all for, uh, a movie about like obsession in the wake of like you know breakups and blah 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 all that shit. But like, but, but she's really young though. Yeah, like she's too. If you're gonna go for that,
0: make it clear in the way that the the main character's story is being framed that like she on some level is aware that she's buying into a lie.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Because otherwise Which, you're like, telling there's...
0: me like your character is just an idiot. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, and that there was kind of an element of that that the, I think it was trying to like point toward um where it's just like, you know, sometimes you sometimes you just want to lie to yourself uh or whatever. Uh but yeah, I don't know. It it was definitely like, as a movie about these kind of like self harming, um, sort of compulsions, uh, emotional compulsions, I guess. Uh, it 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 didn't really do enough to kind of interrogate those those compulsions, uh, and, and kind of spent too much time being like really up its own up its own ass about like this story that it was trying to tell, which. You know, it's usually kind of the opposite complaint I have about movies, but there it is, you know?
0: Yeah, no, it's... I mean, that that's, that is what the problem is, is that it's. it's got a lot of
1: good things going for it. It's got
0: a lot of technical things going for it that I really loved. But it. Yeah. she's kind of too obsessed with demonstrating those to really, like, use them for the story. Like, there's that scene where she's at, like, her kitchen table, and then she hears something, like at the window that she has, um, she has like plasticed up, and it is like almost like a horror or a thriller thing. And it just like, doesn't pay off.
1: Yeah. It goes nowhere. Like what, <laughs> what's the point? Like, yeah, it, it it's, it's really, it's really scattered and there's a lot of misdirection and, uh, with, with regard to the tone and like the, even the genre that they're going for. Um, but not in a way that's really satisfying. Yeah. No, it's uh, uh Could have been so much more.
0: Uh, it is it is her first film. I I will I, I will fully admit I will probably go and see another movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I I think I think, yeah, I why think not? she's got promise. I just I just think this was like a really badly executed one. She also uh, wrote the script, so maybe like you know, maybe she, if she gets a, a different script, could have been a script problem,
1: right? Yeah, Uh you know, a couple more drafts will do you. Just a uh, you know, a few more drafts fix up the uh, fix up the backbone of the story, fix your eye up uh, there. Oh yeah,
0: here you go. The uh, the uh, structure of the uh, second act you see here kind of <laughs> Uh You got you got uh you got writer director termites in here <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah i went in there with a wrench and i found a whole subplot that i you know that i think maybe the last mechanic left in there uh yeah that you don't need that for this <laughs> model of uh this model of script um yeah i don't know that's pretty much the brunt of clementine there's like There's not much to it, or rather, like, there technically is, but it's all just so disconnected, so, uh, kind of disparate that it's, like, hard to, uh, you know, it's hard to wrap together.
0: Uh, so what would you have rather spent your streaming, I think it was, like, 12 bucks, like, 12 bucks on?
1: Yeah, yeah, it was, like, 12 bucks or something like that. Um, oh, perhaps, uh... I don't know, maybe like a, maybe like a one night Airbnb, um, in, in like a, in like a closet <laughs> in like someone's in like, in like a shed in the woods. That sounds fun. Yeah.
0: Oh, no, that sounds good.
1: Uh, it sounds like a thing to do. And
0: what are you glad you didn't spend your $12
1: on? Uh, come back to me. What are you, what are you glad that you spent, or what would you rather have spent your, uh, $12 on?
0: Um, what would I rather really spend my time? Do- you know, like, like one of those like boxes of like fruit that you get delivered to your door every month, like a, oh, like a month yeah. of that, you know, get like a bunch of like clementines and like misshapen bell peppers and shit. Yeah. Like, I think that'd be like a nice treat. Cause sometimes it's like, I don't want to, I don't want to go to the store just to get that. But like, that's like the thing I always run out of quickest, uh, in quarantine but I'm like, I don't want to go to the store just to get like another bushel of strawberries.
1: <laughs> yeah, sometimes it's just sometimes it's just a lot to ask. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I, w- I would not rather. And, I, and I'm
0: glad I. And I'm glad I didn't spend it on the new Dead by Daylight uh, DLC. Oh wait, what's... or Dead by Daylight at all?
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh wait, is it the Silent Hill thing? Yeah. Fuck that.
0: I'm so annoyed by it. It's so annoying. I hate Dead by Daylight. Fuck.
1: Yeah, honestly. Also, I hate. Also, fuck Konami. Like, fuck. yeah, no, for real. Like, ugh. I mean, yeah, for the gamers in the crowd, you guys know you guys know why. Um, The last
0: good Silent Hill game was that weird pachinko machine that had like the insane commercials for it.
1: Yeah, I'm glad I didn't send my twelve dollars to Konami. Because uh, fuck Because fuck em. Yeah.
0: No, no. So they went to whatever this fucking production company is,
1: and uh, our local theater, uh, Northwest Filmed Fest, <laughs> Northwest Film Forum. Who I actually, yeah, I, I that's actually who I watched this through. Shout out to the Northwest Film Forum. Um, yeah, no, same, same. It was a uh, good pick, guys. <laughs> <laughs> good shit. Thanks, guys. Um, but yeah, we're actually. Uh, you know, we're, we're going to record another episode. Uh, another Twofer is coming. Um, it's going to be horror-themed uh, about some, you know, some newish horror that has come out recently. Or not really actually horror. There's, like, one horror and one thriller. Uh, yeah. Yeah,
0: but but very very much like how these were two films about the girls.
1: Yeah, this one's the next for the one girls. Is
0: two films about... Uh, People who people who miss movies from two thousand, the early two thousands. <laughs> people who miss the wrong kinds of movies from the early two thousands.
1: Oh boy, yeah, that's gonna be a that's gonna be an exciting episode. Um, but yeah, thank you for sticking with it. Thank you for joining us.
0: Um, we also do a, a monthly throws it back where we talk about an older film that is voted on by the people following us on there at the five dollar tier. Um, I've been saying all this while I've been signing in to our patreon it is up uh next month's theme is hell is other people yeah uh, and this month we did uh wild at heart as part of a uh, dern gang <laughs>
1: um yeah so the wild at heart episode is a lot of fun uh, and then we've got uh uh yeah and and then and then we've got our poll for next month as well um, so look forward to that
0: going uh, for already supporting us on patreon Thanks hey <laughs> thanks
1: thank you hey I like that Hey cool good shit keep it up um yeah we've got a lot of new, we've got a lot of uh, new supporters actually in May uh shout out to everybody for real like yeah your 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 uh, teamwork makes the dream work as it were thank you so fucking much um and yeah more cool new things coming. Bye. Bye. Thanks for joining.